You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smartest Guys in Marketing podcast. Here with your host, Chris Evans, Taylor Welch. What's up? What's people up? What's call up? Me, people call me T-Money. T-Nanny. I'm here. How Ready are you? Go. Ready to rock. I woke up so, this morning. I woke up this morning and I said, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, something's different. You look different. Yeah, that's it. No, that's not what it was. And I got uh, just bulging, bulging shoulder muscles. I was like, today's a good day. I'm excited to be here. Did today. you see that through your silk PJs? Yeah, I, did. I like that. So today we're talking about something that might be kind of offensive. Ooh, people might, love people might have an issue with this. They're gonna have an issue with this. And um, it came up recently because there's always this fight. There's always this struggle that we have. And we're gonna break this down in a minute. But the topic of this webinar, or sorry, the topic of this podcast episode is be selfish because you can and you should. Yes. So much. Yes. So much. Yes. That's a tough one, to, dude. You want me to, to lay the, the ground work in the, the foundation? Works. Yes, I do. I'm going to, I'm going to lay the, the cobbled stones for this teaching today. Here's the deal. I wrote a post on Facebook a while back and I talked about when I first made the decision in my career to really double down and guard my time. See, entrepreneurs, we're, we're responsible for our energy expenditure. That's on us. That's on you. That's on me. Nobody else is responsible for that. You got people, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, all these guys have the same amount of time, but the way they expend their energy is different for their allotted time. And when I made the decision, I was going to say no to the, the majority of things out there that weren't going to move me forward and only say yes to the things that really gave me, gave me my highest and best use of time. People misunderstood me. Yeah. Family misunderstood me. Friends misunderstood me. And they said things like, oh, you know, Taylor only does what fits into his schedule. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully you can pencil me in in a year from now. You know, Taylor does what Taylor wants to do. And it was like, you know, at first it was uncomfortable and it was kind of frustrating and it kind of, you know, going to be a little vulnerable with you guys. It just hurt my feelings a little bit. You know, it's like, I'm a sensitive guy. You Come know, here. Come here and let me hug you. But... What I learned is that the more selfish you are today in regards to the person you're becoming, the more selfless it allows you to be down the road as the person you want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think it's important to state that one thing you have to realize in your life is that you have an account. Every part of your life, there's an account. And I think so often people, uh, you know, they are withdrawing from one account that is depleted to invest or put money into another account, if you will, uh, that doesn't need it. And so there is, I would say there's always a struggle. There's always this tension to have balance on what your priorities are. Right. And so that might be with your marriage and your family. So for, let me just, I just want to kind of lay this example because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Like I think your family is an absolute priority. So let me just give an example of this. If you're at a place in your business where you have to accomplish something great, 
there's going to be this tension where you have to spend fa- you know time with your family, spend time with your spouse, your kids. And so you have to rob from what is personally there for you. One, just a, a very good example, a practical example might be sleep. There might be a period in your life where if you have to get things accomplished in your business so that you have the right amount of time to spend with your family, right? There might be a time where they need that and you have to invest into that account. You have to build that account up. And so you might have to be at a place in in your life where you only get six hours of sleep a night to get this stuff done, wake up early, you know, if you're in that stage. But as you build that up and you build that business up, you know, it's going to create more capital for you to withdraw from that down the road. Does that make sense? And so, you know, we're going to break this down. And and before we got on, Taylor just had this uh, really brilliant way to explain this. So let's kind of just go into that if you're all right with that. You know, the I'm totally orders. Cool. Before though, what you just said, there's a great book on that called Choosing to Cheat. You ever heard that? Heard of that book? Mm-hmm. It's by a guy named Andy, Andy Stanley. He talks about you're always cheating, every one of us, because there's not enough room in anyone's schedule to give everyone 100. percent Yeah. And different seasons in your life, you're cheating different areas. And I think you know this is Andy back in the day saying, you know, I, was, I made a decision I was never going to cheat my family ever. Mm. And if it came down to it, push came to shove, I would cheat. I would cheat anything else, but I wouldn't cheat my family. And that's kind of what you're saying, where it's like in certain periods, you're going to cheat yourself on different things, or you're going to cheat, you know, your business sometimes. Yeah. You're going to, but you got to know those things that you're not willing to cheat or compromise on. And, you know, for you and and for Andy and for me, I'm not willing to cheat my family. My dog needs me. (laughs) It's really important. So yeah, let's get let's get into it if you're ready. Yeah, can I just add real quick to that? Like there was a oh, bro, a time, you can add anything you want, bro. This is your there show. Was, there is a time. There's a time where we were working seven days a week. You know, we had that communication with our spouses and our families, saying, "Hey, there's going to be this this period where it's going to be intense, and we're going to be working a lot because we're getting this new venture off the ground, traffic and funnels." And so we knew that it would require a lot of us, but it was for the future version of what we want in our lives, right? And so I think it's important. I know a lot of people, they struggle with that. And like, they always talk about, oh, I need balance. I need balance. Well, the reality is there's just never really going to be balance. And there's always going to be that tension. Your spouse is, you know, unless you're communicating correctly and constantly, uh, you know, there's, there's always going to be some tension there, especially if you're a true blue entrepreneur. Right. And so it's very, very important that maybe if you are in that early stage of your business and you haven't quote made it yet, you haven't been able to, you're not at a place where you've bought yourself that time yet. You have to communicate that with your family. You know, that we are, I'm, I'm in this and doing this for the future version of, of what I want for our family. Yeah, we talk about that all the time, but let me return us to the foundation, to the big thing that we're talking about. Like, you know, because we have C, CVV, CR, and like all of these formulas for becoming a better version of yourself. But the point I want to hit home today is that, there's nothing wrong with you being selfish in regards to how you spend your time. That's the big point because I think that it can be difficult when you develop the reputation for only doing what fits into your schedule to do because culture has primed us and wired us to not be that way. But you know what? Culture has also wired us all to be poor and needy and dependent 
And so you got to just make a decision to break ties with that. So uh, we just finished, Chris and I sometimes read the same books. We just finished reading uh, Principles by Ray Dalio. And he talks about first order consequences, second order consequences, third order consequences. Now, let me just explain this concept real fast because I think it'll help you as a framework for making decisions. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that okay if I get into this a little bit? Get down Totes. and dirty in the... I'm just going to get in the mud. Get for in the a mud. Bit. Get in the mud. Let's go. And like swirl around a little bit. Okay. So 99% of the world makes decisions based on the first order consequences. What that means is like, let's say you go to the gym. The first order consequence is the first thing that you feel or the first thing that happens as a result of that decision. So you go to the gym. It's awful. You hate your life. You want to die. It hurts. That's the first order consequence. 99% of the population is going to say that was a horrible consequence. I'm never going back, never doing that again. They optimize for the first order consequence. Make sense? Yeah. The second order consequence is what happens after that first. So let's say the same example, you go to the gym, you hurt, then the second order consequence is you get healthy and strong. And then the third order consequence is because of that, you're alive when you your you know your children have children you have grandkids and then the fourth order consequence is they're better parents because they got some of their grandparents and it goes so on and so forth all the way down the road so what you have to do is you have to have a mental model for knowing what's the first order consequence here and what's the second order consequence here because it's almost like your life will trick you into trying to get you to make decisions based on the first order consequence so let's just give an example on the being selfish a couple weeks ago someone wanted me to do something I'm not even going to say who it was because it's their friends. I couldn't It was actually because me. I had blocked out on my calendar to do something for the business. And it was basically I needed to go study something so I could get something done. And I was like, no, I can't do it. And then I heard later on that this person was like, oh, it didn't fit. You know, Taylor only does what Taylor wants to do. Okay, well, let's look at that example. Mm. It's a little rude to say, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the first sort of consequence, the first sort of consequence of that is like it sucks. Like, oh, my, my friends hate me. It they doesn't feel selfish. good. It doesn't feel good. So I'm like, oh, well, next time I just need to say yes to everything so that people like me. No, 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 no. Let's look at the second order consequence of me saying no. I have to deal with a little bit of hate. Let's face it. Haters are always going to be there. Okay. Haters are going to lose in the long term, but they're always there. I'm going to have to deal with that. But the second order consequence yeah. is that I'm able to spend the time necessary to grow an area of our business that needs growing. The third order consequence of that is I'm able to afford helping people who need it. The fourth order consequence is my wife is freed up and able to help other people. Are we really going to compromise all of that impact so that someone will like us? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's important to point out that typically the first consequence is always going to be negative. It's, it's typically always going to be painful. Yes. Right. Like we want yes. to go hang out with our friends, maybe go to the movies or go get coffee and it doesn't necessarily feel good to say no to that. Like we always want to just like lend people money or, uh, you know, be there for people. But oh, it's a good one. It doesn't always feel good to say no. That's a good you one. You know what I mean? Dude. Go ahead. This is this book called When Giving, when Giving Hurts. It talks about America and how there are all these people that we just give money to. And we don't actually know what's going on with that money. Yeah. And he talks about, and this is a really fine line and a controversial line where it's like, at what point does giving actually enable poor patterns of behavior 
for someone to stay stuck in their mess. Mm. Really figuring that out. People have asked me for money. People have asked you for money. And sometimes we give and sometimes we don't. And I think it's just being a good steward and figuring out what to do with it. But I'll tell you one thing, like, I never want to be a part of enabling a whole group of people to continue being morons. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. We're getting into yeah. some hot water here, but. Yeah. So I think Chris, one is, thing, moving, Chris is like, let's move on. <laughs> move it right along. Move it right along. One thing you have to, uh, you know, recognize is where you're at in your life and what parts of your life do you even need to be selfish with, right? Internally first. Like, what do you have that you can borrow from one point of your life or not? The other one is external. Like when you're actually dealing with other people, when someone asks you for money or someone asks you to go do a thing for them, you know, because people are generally always going to tend to be a drain than a fountain. If you look at the relationships around you, and this is something that you have to audit in your life. If the people around you, most of them are a drain, you're hanging out with the wrong people. Uh, Bro, that's not exactly politically correct. So maybe you should rephrase that. Yeah. So first order consequence, second order consequence, third. I think that's a life game changer if you can figure out how to do that well. Because, man, like it is just not worth it. It is just not worth it. And the best contribution you can give to someone else is actually being healthy and actually being capable and competent and not a freaking idiot. And the only reason you're going to, the only way you're going to get there is probably the path that's going to offend some people at the beginning. Yeah. You got to be cool with that and compare the risk and reward. Um, So dude, at the beginning, you really have to say no to almost everything to get good. You remember when you were getting good at business? Yep. Marketing. You had to say no to so many things that people say yes to. Yeah. And People probably misunderstood you. Still do. It's even it's even more so now. People ask me. They're always, you know, they're always wanting to get with me. And um, I think the bigger your platform, the more, quote, success you have. And especially as people see that they're around you, you know, and it's, it's even more evident now. It was a lot easier to hide when I just had a, a really small house. But those kind of practical things, you know, you drive a Tesla. And it's not a gloat thing, but it's just a practical thing. People see that and they automatically, you know, relate that to, oh, he's figured something out, right? So they want a piece of that. They want to take from that as opposed to, oh, how can I help Taylor? How can I help Chris? They right? want to buy so your lunch. They want to buy you lunch. They want to buy you coffee. <laughs> All the time. All it's the like, time. Bro, you know how much money it costs me to sit here for an hour? It's way more than $15 at Cheddar's. All right, bro. And I love some cheddars. I love some cheddars. Okay, but, so cheddars is dude, next level. Like the worst thing you can ever do to someone who's like balling out is be like, hey, can I, I'll buy your lunch as if that's some sort of payment. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it just shows uh, how much people don't value, like have true value for you. And so it's not just for you, a selfishness, but it's a selfishness for your family. Because what if you aren't working on your business? How does that affect your family? What if you aren't working on your business? How does that affect the people that you're able, like with widows and orphans who can't support themselves and you have the ability to support them, but you're over here giving to people who don't value you anyways. So you have to say no to almost everything at the beginning. Yeah. Number two, the best contribution you can give to the world around you is balling out version of yourself. 
you got to buy yourself time. Right. And so there's a, there's this period of time, especially when you're starting out where you just keep your head down and you say no to everything pretty much and buy yourself some equity, buy yourself time. So that way you can make decisions based from a place of success. You have capital quote capital in the bank accounts and you're not going to, you're not going to become depleted. You're not going to go negative. And that's important. So many people in so many areas of their lives because they give, 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 give. They don't know when to say no, they go negative and then they can't serve anybody. Dude. I think this is especially applicable for people who are on their journey, but they're in the same environment. I, and let me try to explain this the right way. Like um, when, when I moved, when me and my wife moved to Nashville, it became easier because we reset. We had a hard reset on relationships and the people who know me now in Nashville, like they've only known me as one person really, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, definitely not a billionaire, but like they know me as the person who's kind of doing things in the business world. Whereas the people back home in Memphis, like this is hard for people. I think there are a lot of people listening who are, are becoming new versions of themselves, but they're stuck in the same friendships and relationships and environments Mm. where they weren't necessarily successful. And a lot of times what can happen is that environment and those old, those friendships without trying to can try, can like root you into that old version, that old identity of yourself. And some of you, you know, you don't need to just cut off all your relationships and be a jerk, but some of you need a little bit of a, a hiatus yeah, to really lock that in because it's going to be impossible for you to go from one person, one version of yourself who doesn't know how to make decisions and who doesn't value your time and, you know, is, is basically doing everything for everybody else. It's going to be impossible for you to go from that person to the person on the top of the mountain who makes incredible decisions, makes a lot of money, makes a lot of impact without taking a step back and really getting some space to create a new identity. Cause it was yeah. so hard for me in Memphis when I was with the same people and there's nothing against those people, but I was just the same people trying to become a different person. And bro, people don't like that. They don't know how to deal yeah. with that. You hitting your, your full potential is subconsciously offensive to people who are not. Yeah. And you're going to have Absolutely. to deal with that. And some of you just need to pick up and go to a new place for a while and get it locked in and get it worked out. You know, yep. that's a hard one. Hope you guys are taking notes. This is like next level stuff. Yeah. Next level. Because so many of you for so long have been giving from depleted accounts and you just have to stop. You, you need a period of selfishness in your life and your business. And you have to prioritize correctly. You have family and spouses and kids, all that kind of stuff. And it's going to put you and propel you to a situation where you can be a tremendous giver. Right. And do it the right way. When you say selfish, man, what's more selfish? Helping everybody you know move every weekend because they ask you to help them move their furniture? Or actually saying no so that one day you can build a school somewhere else for children who have no parents. I mean, you got to guys got to get good at comparing the now versus then the first order versus the second order. And when you can do that, it's a no brainer. Yep. So absolutely. That's all I'm saying. 
All right. Hey, if you guys like this, go, or if you hate it, go leave a review on iTunes, Smartest Guys in Marketing. If you hate it, we hate you. <laughs> no, we don't. no, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Hey, also, we have a gift for you, travelingfunnels.com slash gift. It's like, this is an amazing package. If you consult clients, Dude, it's a life-changing package. I haven't told you this yet. Can I make a confession publicly on the air? Uh-oh. I told you I wasn't going to go look at the comments on our ads anymore. But daddy's been trolling again. <laughs> oh, man. I've, uh, that's, that's why we got that ad account shut down. It's maybe, dude. <laughs> I have discovered gifts on a whole new level. So, I'm please trying hate to train on you. us. Please hate on us, guys. Like, I want you to hate on us because that means we're doing something right. Dude, the more narcissistic 50 year old failures we get commenting on our ads, the more we know we're doing something right. Nothing against you if you're 50, but most of the haters are old, man. They're like, oh, you're too young to be successful. It's like, bro, you, how do you even know Facebook exists? You get off of here, man, and go work the day job. All right, with that being said, we'll see you on the next podcast. All right. <laughs> see you guys. Guys, wanted to let you know about something really exciting coming up that Chris and I are doing in January, okay? So the fourth week of January during a Wednesday, Thursday, we are hosting our very first live event that's open to the public. Now, we've done a lot of live events with our private 12-month consulting and advertising clients. These people have paid us anywhere from forty dollars to $60,000 to work with us for a 12-month stretch. But this is actually the first time that we're gathering people in a room uh, where you don't have to pay that kind of money. And we're going to be breaking down some of the tools, frameworks, systems, advertising strategies, copywriting, sales, etc., for how we built our business and really grew it quickly from the zero to about the $5 million per year mark. Now, this is a huge opportunity. We are limiting it to 30 people because if we have 180, 300 people, 500 people, we lack the customization that we're known for, being able to go specific into certain people's businesses, et cetera, et cetera. So anyways, I want to give you that information. And if you want to be a part of this or just get more information on what it's going to look like, how it's going to work, you can go to trafficandfunnels.com slash event, and it will put you on a page. We give you the details, the itinerary, and uh, the cost associated and how to get an event ticket. I recommend doing this quickly. Uh, go check it out. Peruse through that page if it sounds like something you're interested in. Fill out a quick form. You don't have to pay anything to get more information and have a conversation with somebody on our team, and we can kind of tell where you're at, whether it makes sense for you to be there or not, and really, really, really looking forward to this special party that we're throwing. Talk soon. This is the podcastfactory.com.